Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahillezi bi ni'amihi tatummus salihat. Elhamdülillahillezi qaddara kulla ma huwa atin ve kulla ma huwa fat. Nes'aluhu azza ve celle mucibati rahmetih. Nes'aluhu fawza bil cenne ve necata minen nar. I bear witness there is no deity save Allah and that Muhammad is his servant and his messenger and his mercy to all mankind. We pray to him to shower his mercy and his blessings upon all the prophets and upon Prophet Muhammad may peace be upon all of them. Dear brothers and sisters, as the title of the khutbah today, Ibadur Rahman, who are they? What are, what are their characteristics? And no place better to get the answer than the Quran. And then the chapter that I will be reflecting on, or part of the chapter, will be uh, Surah Al-Furqan, and that is chapter 25. And one of the uniqueness of this chapter, it is the only place in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ibadur Rahman. There are plenty of other places, Ibadi, Ibadi, Abdi, but the only place that Allah has given us the Ibadur Rahman, Ar Rahman, that that lofty, beautiful attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar Rahman is the only time that He connect us, the the connected the Ibad, the servants to his name, which is in this chapter. So it is a very important, very special. And one of the things that we should keep in mind, brothers and sisters, in life as we know it, in every circle, every aspect, every space, whether you are an athlete, whether you're in business, whether you are a student, wherever you are in life, there will always be a place for those who are above the rest, they rise to a level of excellence. And I believe in the area of worship, the space of worshiping God Almighty, also it, it is in that uh, culture of excellence that there, there, there will be a group of people that Allah called them in other uh, surah, Al-Muqarrabun, Surah Al-Waqi'ah, those ones who are near, God knows best, but I believe this can be a door to be among the muqarrabun, to be among those who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a, the banner on top of them, Ibadur Rahman. So with that intro, so let us jump into some of the verses because when you actually, from verse 63 all the way to the end, it gives us a quite few uh, characteristics that I won't have time to go over all of them. You know, um, I, I will cover only a few, but here it's talking about humility, it's talking about forbearing, it's talking about spirituality, it's talking about honesty, it's talking about to stay away from the great sins, uh, talking about the dua. I mean, it is pretty much very guiding and it is building on other places on the Quran that is very clear, the five pillars of Islam, all the values and the principles that we, 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 we all know, all of these are the backbone, are the foundation upon which we are building 
this few recommendations and few things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to bear in mind so we can belong to those ibadur rahman so we can be elevated to uh, and be among those one who are excellent in their behavior and in their worshiping God almighty so let me start with وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا And for the servant, the two servants of the most gracious are only they who walk gently on earth and who whenever the foolish address them, they reply with words of peace. Now, this is a, um, a verse that it has in it few important things. I would like to start with Ibadur Rahman. Ibad. What, what does that mean? The servants of Allah. Because for, for, for many reasons, because of, of culture, because of what we hear, um, some people find Ibad al-Abd, it, it is a negative connotation. But if we really understand the Quranic concept, it helps us understand our role as a human being. Ibad is, they, as, as uh, many of the translators, when they reflected on this one, they use the word servants. And I love that. I think this is, uh, uh, it's befitting. Unfortunately, sometimes I hear someone says, the slaves of God. I don't think this is correct. I, be I believe, with all honesty, it is, wrongly used it is not the slave it is the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I think Shaykh Muhammad Asad and Yusuf Ali and many others rightfully use that translation but we need to also there, there is a sense of, of ideology here or the sense of creed what is ibad what, 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 what is it that I need to know about because I am I belong to that group Brothers and sisters, we, it is important that we realize that I am the servant of my creator, my master, my lord, whoever, whatever comfortable that, but let's call him the creator. I am, I am his servant. He found me with a purpose, like, like a server, you know, a server has a purpose in a whatever you want him to do. He has a specific role. He has a purpose. So we are belong to ibad we have a purpose and there are two aspects of that ibad one aspect that i have no control over he is the master of it which is there are so many aspects but for example my organs i have no control over my heart i have no control over any of my organs i have no control over the flow of my blood i have no control over the oxygen that I breathe. Uh, I have no control over the sun and the moon and the way the earth turns. There are aspects of my life I have no control. It is he has the full control of it. And there are other aspects that we know quite well that I have the space where I am free to do. And that we've guided you to two paths of life, the good and the bad. You choose. For those who want to believe, let them believe. And those who don't, they don't. So there is this aspects of being Ibadullah that one, that he is full control, I have no control over. And there is an aspect that I have a control over and this is how I shape 
the story of my life as we talked about in the past khutbas. So now, so this is very important that we remember that as, as ibad. Another aspect, brother and sisters, I am a ibad, is when I realize that as a, as a servant of God Almighty, I have no control, or not no control, I don't own anything around me. This is very important. I am here, I am the servant of my creator, but whatever I own, I think I own, but I don't. I came to this world without owning anything, and I leave this world without owning anything. And Allah says, he will inherit everything. Everything belongs to him, and then he will inherit everything. So as Abdullah, I need to realize that I don't own anything. Whatever I have, it is from him, and it will go back to him. That's the first thing under Ibad. The second important thing is when you are a servant of a master or servant of a king or a servant of head and in our case the servant of our creator it means I abide by his commands. He will tell me in Allah Allah enjoin upon us to be people of justice to be people of righteousness and goodness and beauty and excellence. He will forbid us. He will want us to stay away. So the Quran has that in him. So in other words, is as Abdullah, as Abdul Rahman here, the first part is I don't own anything. The second part is that I abide by the command of my creator, of my boss. I'm using the word boss lightly. So this is ibad. When we start ibad, it is important. That should be in our DNA. We should remember this first and foremost. Then, okay, so the creator, the boss, the one who is in charge, who is Ar-Rahman. What a beautiful, what a beautiful title. The, the, the most beautiful attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Rahman, as I said in my previous khutbah, because in it, it has, it is not just the most gracious. Actually, when you look at Ar-Rahman, all the attributes of beauty and excellence, it emanate from Ar-Rahman. Uh, the most gracious, the most merciful, the most tender, the most gentle, the most uh, loving, the most caring, the most forgiving, all these. So in other words, is, as the Prophet ﷺ said, be influenced by the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am, so in one, in, in one side, I am his uh, servant, but also part of it, Khalifatullah, part of this servant role, I am his representative. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to come on ground and tell me what to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his majesty is beyond, he's in al-ghayb. So I am here his servant, but also I am here his representative under that al-ibad. So that means when he tells me you are serving al-Rahman al-Rahim, you are representing al-Rahman al-Rahim, make sure that you emulate, you represent these values in you as you go on in life. So Ibadul Rahman in itself, brothers and sisters, it is, it is very telling, very guiding to how we are, who we are. It is very telling who we are. We are that servant and representative of Ar-Rahman. So now how does that manifest? Now I understand what should be in my DNA. What should shape my identity as Abdul Rahman, as Ibadul Rahman. 
So now the question is how that should manifest itself in our behavior. So the, the verse that we hear often, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, tells us, وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنُ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا so we talk about Ibadur Rahman, and those one when they go about their life, they walk on earth, they are humble. And when they are attacked, they say peace. Now let's take these are one verse. Look how loaded the verse is. Now we'll talk about the issue of humbleness. We all hear it by the khatibs and by verses and we are continuously reminder we are continuously reminded of to be humble we all know that arrogance it's that it is satanic and we all know the story of satan with that but let us really live that moment let's let us live that uh, uh, that, that 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 value or that attribute, or that characteristic. What happens, brothers and sisters, and again, I, I, you know, there are plenty of verses in, in the Quran and plenty of hadith. I'm sure by now we, we, we know most of them, or we know enough about them so that we understand humility and humbleness. It is in the heart of being a Muslim, being a believer in God Almighty. But I'd like, there's an example that from Surah Al-Kahf, when these are chapter 18, where there are two friends, two neighbors who were talking to one another, and one of them is, the, he has a garden, and he was bragging that I have more money than you, and I have more following than you. It means I have a lot of people, whether it's a tribe, whatever it, it might be, but in other words, is he was intoxicated by the extra things that God had provided for him. And look at the response of his friend. قال له صاحبه ويحاور أكفرت بالذي خلقك من تراب ثم من نطفة ثم سواك رجلا His companion said to him in the course of the argument with him or the discourse Don't you deny him who created you from the dust then out of the sperm drop then fashioned you into a man in other words into a human being This a when life throws at me title i got promoted or i got a raise or people are praising how beautiful i am or how great i am or how genius i am all these things whether we like it or not these are very slippery and these are doors into our ego into our pride this is the reality of life uh, especially we live in a very materialistic society. You know, you have a nice car, you have a nice watch, you have all these things around you to make you be, to look more rich or better or higher or smarter or whatever. We cannot, we, in order for us to shield ourselves from it, what this man had told him, remember your, where, where you come from. You come from dirt. Then you came out of sperm. Another word is, you know, remember your humble beginning and remember what is your humbling end. It is to God we, 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 we came and it is to God we shall, we shall return. What, what, what is our end? As in dirt. That brother and sister is very humbling and we should really guard ourselves uh, uh, day in and day out because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started with this. 
to be humble because if arrogance seeps into us even a little bit it will destroy who we are it, first and foremost it will destroy our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we know quite well and the Prophet made it very clear that there is no place no place for those who are arrogant not even an atom of arrogance it's a very challenging I am not gonna stand before you and tell you it's so easy it is not but for those one who want to be at the level of excellence, excellent believer, this is the first and foremost, the most important, because if we don't, if we don't succeed in our humility, we will lose in everything else. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started with it from the beginning. Then, and then the second part is that when we are provoked, qalu salama. Now again, if, if, we, if we really look at it, it's not easy. Uh, we are people of emotion, uh, people of pride, people of ego. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, a lot of times we are not in control of our emotion. You know, our emotional EQ is, is low. And we encounter people who their emotional EQ is even lower than ours. And then, you know, if, if they feel we said the wrong thing or they feel challenged or whatever, then they lash out. And it's very unfortunate because we are, again, we are people of emotions and we end up by lashing, in, you know, we, 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 we counter that attack by another attack. He raises his voice, I, ra I will raise my voice louder. Uh, she uh, 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 threw at me a few, uh, um, you know, uh, challenging uh, titles or names or words, whatever, I respond. And another word is what is not Ar-Rahman, it is that, remember how we said, I am serving Ar-Rahman, I am presenting Ar-Rahman. It is the, the epitome of a beauty and those of us who lose their temper, well, they will be cast in a very ugly and negative way. All you have to do is, look at, let's look at ourselves when we are angry. We look really ugly. So it is not befitting. We all know the verses and we all know the hadith. We all know plenty of stories how the Prophet ﷺ really was the epitome of the forbearing when it comes to the people coming to him. I mean, they are, you know, uh, uh, amazing stories that are available for the Prophet and for the companions and for those one who they are striving to be Ibadur Rahman. So it is important that we are humble in one side and we are grounded and this is the, the beginning, and then followed by we are forbearing. We, we, don't, we don't allow the ugliness to come out. We should control it, and this is where, you know, we should be patient, and we should control our anger, and we should be forgiving. We all know these beautiful things that it is just a reminder. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after, you know, helping us, how do we behave? This is where, in my opinion, it comes the verse that followed, And who remember their sustainer far into the night, prostrating themselves and standing. Brothers and sisters, in, in the summary, this is the factory of spirituality. What is spirituality? In our definition, in a very simple terminology, it is our intense Remembering of God Almighty, of our Creator, of the boss. I am, I have that intense, He is present in a very intense way in my heart and in my mind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in so many verses in the Quran that if you want 
to go to that mill of spirituality, not the mill of spirituality, but the one that it will enhance your spirituality and strengthen it. Because spirituality is there, it exists. It is that a ruh that Allah has blown into us, so it is there. But if I want to enhance, to strengthen, to make it that dimension that will help me in life, Allah telling me is it is the night vigil. It is where the Prophet ﷺ would get up where everybody is asleep. And, you know, some, sometimes an hour before the Fajr, sometimes two hours before the Fajr. You know, it, it varied. But they would, he would get up, and one time Aisha, and you know, his, she loved him a lot, and she was trying to figure out where he's going. Where, where are you going? Well, I need to get up and pray. But it's, you know, it is in the desert. It's very cold, and, and, and she loved her husband. She wanted to be next to her. But then she told him that Allah has forgiven you what you've done and what you're about to do. You've, I mean, in other words, as you do enough. He cried, and he said, Ala abdan shakura. Don't I be a thankful uh, 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 worshiper. I am sure in addition to being thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was the time that he is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the time that he has in, enhanced and strengthened the spirituality where Allah becomes present in a very intense and powerful way. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, الذي كتب على نفسه الرحمة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear brothers and sisters In the first part of my khutbah it was a reminder of who we ought to be it is the opportunity that the, that this chapter opens up for us to uh, be elevated as a worshiper to work hard on our status with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by you know rem remembering our identity as Ibadul Rahman and remembering that we are to be the people of humbleness and the people of be people of forbearing. And in order for us to accomplish that, it is you who worship. And one way Allah, you want me to worship, to behave in such a way, I need your help, O Allah. And the night vigil is the best time to do that. So I, I, I call upon myself on you, brothers and sisters, to do the extra. Because, you know, in other places on the Quran, talks about the five prayers and talks about all the pillars and talks about all the values that we are to uh, imbibe and, and, and really make it part of our life. This is, that is the foundation. Now, this Ibadur Rahman in this sort of Furqan, in this chapter, it is giving us, giving us the opportunity to elevate ourselves. And then, and then just bear in mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finishes, uh, uh, finishes uh, the, the different recommendations, uh, different characteristics and different actions that we have to take with this beautiful verse that it can really uh, uh, entice, inspire us, uh, motivate us. 
وَيُلَقَّوْنَ فِيهَا تَحِيَّةً وَسَلَامًا Those are the ones who will be rewarded with the highest place in heaven because of their patience, constancy. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا حَسُنَتْ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمَقَامًا Therein shall they be met with salutation and peace. Dwelling therein, how beautiful an abode of place of rest. Nothing can be more rewarding, brothers and sisters, but to be near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and near our Prophet in the hereafter. Just bear in mind, in order for us to elevate ourselves, we do what the Quran has provided. But the reward is so immense. Nothing this world can throw, can throw, can throw at us that can measure even tiny bit close to the reward of the hereafter. No matter how long we are, uh, we, we, we think we're going to live, how long we're going to live, nothing compared to the hereafter, eternity. And, nothing, and no matter how beautiful companionship we can have, nothing can measure to the companionship of God Almighty and Muhammad وسلم, and all those righteous messengers and the, and the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you imagine you are in eternity in the presence of the best of the best, your presence of our creator, our maker, who brought us here for the purpose and we lived up to the expectation. And not only we lived up to the expectation, but we did extra. We did more. And we were able to do what has been recommended. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, for that, you will get al-ghurfa. It is the highest level of reward in, in the hereafter. So let us all uh, pray and hope um, that we really intune the hearts and the mind with these verses today. And I call upon you to read more. You know, go to Surah Al-Furqan, chapter 25. Read from <laughs> verse 63 all the way to the end and, and, and try to imbibe it, try to live it, try to take it to heart. And I, again, I want to call upon myself more than you that the night vigil, get up at night and pray. It is, it is that space and the time that it has a profound impact on our soul and our spirituality. So let's pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts, to strengthen our faith, and to make us among those who are deserving to be ibadur Rahman. So we will be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with his messenger Muhammad sallam and with all these righteous and, and leaders of humanity in the hereafter.